It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Raphael here of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you say podcast? Dudes, dudettes. You're listening to the podcast on the Gatecast Radio Network. Hello, nurses. And friends of nurses, Yakko Warner here, and you're listening to a podcast on the Geekcast Radio Network. Lucky you. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. Welcome to an all-new generation of all things Transformers as we get the origins of any and all Transformers fans that we can. I'm, of course, TFG and Mike. Joining me this time around is Jeremy Dennis from the Transmissions Podcast, also known as Yakko. How dare you take Rob Paulson's name? <laughs> I was a huge fan, and I started using that name online in high school in the 90s. So, Oh, wow. I've met him in person. He's given me his blessing. Yeah, we've talked to him a couple of times here on the Geek History Network, and I've I need to get back in touch with him because I want to interview him about his book, Voice Lessons. Yeah, I, I talked to him about it like right around the time it came out. For uh, and yeah, he he's so great to talk. Yeah, he really really is. All right, folks, we've got twenty five, twenty six something questions for Transformers fans. These first five should be. You know, doy kind of questions like, well, duh, but we still have to ask them because you wouldn't be here if you didn't grow up with Transformers. But did you grow up with Transformers? At what age do you remember first noticing the franchise? I, I was in that first group. I, I was six when 
they came out in 84. So it was probably the cartoon first and then the toys. And yeah, I was just, I was like right at the perfect age to be, you know, right in the target market for this. Yep. Absolutely. What Transformers generation is your generation and why? I, I, I try to find something to like in all of them. Uh, I am probably a G one at heart, but I'm not like one of those hardcore G oneers. I'm, you know, I, I am a huge beast wars fan, uh, beast machines. Like we'll get into it a little bit later, but beast machines mm-hmm. is actually what kind of brought me back into transformers Yep. at one point. And you know, I, if, if you've listened to transmissions, you know that I am a huge fan of the RID 2001 series. So I just, I, I like a little bit of everything. Unicron trilogy is probably my least favorite, but it's, it's all, there's, there's something good to be found in all of them, but probably G1 slash beast wars is probably where I would yeah. put myself. Yeah. You're, like you said, you're not the extreme. You you are the letter G, the number one. Right. You're not the G E E W U N right. person because those people are a special kind of Transformers fan. Is the best way I can put it because I don't want to insult anybody. But seriously, yeah, I, yeah. I just I, I like transforming robots and I like good stories about transforming robots. Exactly. Okay, so besides G1 and Beast Wars, what are some other generations you like? You mentioned the Unicron Trilogy really isn't your favorite, but what about like Prime or Animated or whatever? Yeah, so I also mentioned RID 2001. Uh, it's up there with me. The cartoon was bonkers and the toys were, were great. The Prime, I, I love Prime. It, it is, it's right up there. I, I just, I absolutely love the show, the, the toys were great. Um, animated. I came to a little bit late. I don't know why, but I, I think it, it actually came out when I was, let's see what, what year it was around 2007, around that first movie. Right. So I, I think I was finishing up uh, college at that time. So I don't think I, I watched a lot of TV in general. And I think that's, why I missed animated until I caught up with it after the fact. And it's a lot of fun. You can tell the, the love that went into that show, like the, the G one love uh, trying to like recreate it. And yeah. Um, and then, um, I don't know. There, there's just, I, I'm not too up on the Japanese series. Uh, I haven't really like, I'm not, I just haven't really watched them. I've, I've tried to get through headmasters, the, the subbed version and I haven't yeah. made it that far, but that's something that we've been talking about on the show with, um, the, the comics ending with IDW and just the uncertainty there. We figure there's going to be a gap. So we, we've been kicking around different ideas. And one of them was maybe going through some of the Japanese series. Cause none of us are really that familiar with, with them. And and I'm the same way. And you know what? This is just me and this is just how I am. I watch television to listen to it and see it and be able to hear it and, and understand it. If it's not in English, I'm probably not going to watch it. Mm. And I do not want to read my television. Like subtitles, while they are great for some people, for me, 
It's like, really, seriously, you're going to make me read my... T- like, I don't want to read my... If I want to read something, I'll read a book or a comic or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoy subtitles. Just, um, like, having a, a kid when he was younger and I would want to watch something and, you know, he was trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. I would just... I would watch things with subtitles just in general uh, so I can have the volume low and still know what's yeah. going on. But yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's a specific situation. But just in general to watch it, uh-uh. I don't know. I mean, I I've it, it's kind of hit or miss. It's yeah. I'm not sure exactly what it is about headmasters that's been hard to get into. Um but we're I'm I'm definitely going to give it another shot and let's see what else was there. There's the Machinima series I rank below the Unicron trilogy. <laughs> the Machinima series I just did not really enjoy much at all. But the Netflix show War for Cybertron gets a lot of flack online. Mm-hmm. I, I can see like the voice direction is probably yeah. my biggest problem with that show. I, yeah. I thought it looked great and the music was great. It's just the, the way that the actors were directed to give their lines is where I have the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. And the 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 one, as much as I love all of the cast, and we actually got a chance to interview Frank Todaro Starscream, but the one thing I love about that sh- those three shows is Jason Marnosha as Megatron. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he, he was the only good thing about the, the machine. <laughs> so I'm glad I mean, that they brought him over. Yeah. Is there something where you need a lozenge? I actually have one. Of them. I'm good, thanks. Because <laughs> seriously, that is a current day mega. You know what I mean? It's like you don't need. Okay, Frank Welker, voice god. You know all that. Absolutely love the guy. Would never say anything bad about him. But in 1984 to 1987, that was Megatron. He started it. He gave us the the you know overall whatever for Megatron's voice, even though it was a throat ripper for him. And now in the current day, we have Jason Marnosha yeah. doing a Megatron that is sort of similar, but also it's its own thing because he says lines that Frank Welker's Megatron would never say. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got personality, but I, I will say, I think my favorite version of Welker's Megatron is prime. We Decepticons now face our darkest hour. Absolutely. Uh, I that, agree. That yeah. went like in such a deeper level in terms of the, the, what he was saying. Yep. And he was just, I don't know. It was like just chef's kiss. Great voice acting. Yeah. Because he, he even said, uh, I've seen a couple interviews with him. I think he said something that I'm generally remembering this. When they asked him about how he changed the voice up for prime, he said in G1, he was using like the front part of his vocal cords. Well, in Prime, he switched it to using the back part. So you still have a Frank Welker G1 sounding Megatron, but it doesn't kill him. Right. It doesn't kill his voice. He can do it all day long. You know, yeah. He can do the K. I can do this all day. You know, <laughs> so. I was going to say, and then the last series, I think I, I just, I've been in love with. And getting to watch it with my son was was great. Is the BotBot show? Love BotBots. Yeah, just it, watching it with my son and having like experiencing it through him mm-hmm. has been great. That that was just amazing, and he loved it. We actually had him 
Like I recorded a little review of the show with him for our podcast. And I think that was awesome. Bad bots. How old is your son? Uh, he's uh, almost eight. Okay. He's almost eight. So he's perfect. Like at that right age again. Right. So how did, cause I don't remember. I, I'm probably, I'm sure I probably listened to that episode, but how did he react to those episodes? How did he react to those characters? He loved it. He thought it was funny. Like you, he, he laughed at the right points. He followed the story along. He, I can't remember who he said was his favorite character, but I know every so often we'll like look at each other and he'll be like, bot, bot, from like, uh, was it Sprinkleberry? Yep. <laughs> and so I don't know. He, he just, he had a lot of fun with it. And, bot, bot. you know, if you can keep a, you know, seven, eight year old's attention for a half yeah. hour show, I guess this, this was like two, what, 12 minutes, but yeah, you know, it kept his attention, which is, is impressive these days. Yeah, and me being a 42-year-old white guy who grew up on Transformers and and we you know, I've gone through just like everybody else that we that I've talked to. We've all gone through all of these generations. Mm-hmm. And I I've always said all of the Transformers generations matter. We may not like some of them, but that doesn't take away from the people that may there. I'm sure there are plenty of Unicron trilogy fans out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's fine. And with bot bots for me, it, it took, it took me kind of down memory lane, but it also made me realize what, and how we all grew up in in whatever high schools we were in because mm-hmm. mall culture in the 90s was definitely a thing. Oh yeah. Granted we didn't have transforming robots that hid from us in the mall and you know you didn't have silent bob chasing burgertron or anything like that but it just remind and all the lessons that they you know with oh what's her name broccoli girl oh God, the one that did that doesn't have a squad anymore, right. and then they realize that oh well, the lost bots are technically their squad now. Like they don't have yeah. to go back to the squads they came from. They made new friends with each other. You know, I just I love yeah. that show. And at some point, I've mentioned this that we're going to do an episode on on that series here on all things transformers. I just don't know when yet, but bot bots is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and as an adult, you saw from episode one, what, you know, what the resolution was going to be at the end. Yeah. But watching him figure it out, it it was just, it was, it was so much fun watching a well-made show through, through his eyes. And yeah, it was just great. And Bonsai is who you're looking for. Bonsai. That's right. Yes. Sorry. I, no, I, I had to look it up. It was, say broccoli girl, but that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> oh, Bonsai. Uh, do you like or loathe the Bayverse or are you indifferent to it? I, I loathed it as it was going on. And now that we have some, some distance, I'm kind of indifferent. I, uh-huh. I like the 07 movie. And okay, you know, it was great seeing a live action transformer. It, it has its problems, but I feel like it was the best made of the ones that Michael Bay did. Yeah. And Bumblebee, yeah. I also really like, but that's not a Michael Bay 
Yeah. No, that's a but, Travis Knight. And, yeah. But the, the other ones in between, I'll, I'll watch them if I just want a popcorn flick and I don't want to have to actually think about it, but it's not good Transformers. The best thing that came out of those, the live action films, is the Jablonski scores. That oh, yeah. music is amazing. Yeah. That, and, that's the best. Go ahead. I was just saying that's the best. Yeah. The, I haven't edited yet as of this recording, but Dr. Pants's episode, which is before this, he said, and I'll ask you this later. He said his favorite piece of music is during the initial Bumblebee scanning the, the, the concept Camaro in the very beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. when he kicks, uh, Sam and, and, Michaela. Name. Yeah, thank you. When he when Bumble when she insults Bumblebee and he kicks him out of the car and he goes to make himself better, I love that piece of music. But I was watching the movie because we're going to actually be doing a full on one episode per film this later this summer. Here in all things Transformers, revisiting the films. Gentlemen, Bobby Bolivia, like the country except without the runs. <laughs> How can I help? Well, my son here, looking to buy his first car. You come to see me? I had to. That probably make us family. Uncle Bobby B, baby. Uncle Bobby B. Sam. Sam, let me talk to you. Sam, your first enchilada of freedom awaits underneath one of those hoods. Let me tell you something, son. A driver don't pick the car. Car pick the driver. And I forgot how good the 07 was. I mean, yes, like you said, it has its issues. They all have issues and they all get progressively worse, but seeing that come to life, even though some of those robots have their inside bits on the outside, I just absolutely, like the first time Bumblebee transforms, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. And it's not directly G1 animation come to life, but it's, you know, it has that sentiment to it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I do like that they do make it look impressive. Like the first time you see Bumblebee and Optimus transform, it takes a long time because they're like making it look extra good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate things like that, but Michael Bay did not understand Transformers. And no, he did not. <laughs> I think it, I saw something with like Spielberg talking about um, like some of the early meetings because he was an executive producer or something on it. And Spielberg got it because he's he had kids that had Transformers. So he was familiar with them. And Bay was talking about how do you fold these and stuff. And I'm like, Spielberg should have done these movies. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a Michael Bay action movie. Mm-hmm. I love a few of them, but not all of the movies he's ever directed. And he does action really well. I mean, you look at Armageddon, you look at Bad Boys. The Rock. You know, you know The Rock, exactly. You know, they're all great films, but... You know, hey, he he got it started with Transformers, and that's and that's absolutely fine. And it, now with with Bumblebee, we have a bridge to the new yeah. era. I mean, it brought in a ton of money. We got some okay. awesome toys out of it. So, you know, hate them all you want, but they were good for the brand as a whole. We wouldn't have 
anything that they've put out in the last three years. Yeah. If the 07 movie didn't make a billion bucks, we would not have Commander Class Rodimus. We would not have Kingdom Galvatron four times over. Kingdom, like, don't get me wrong. I know Hasbro wants to reuse a mold, but Kingdom Galvatron, they got their money's worth out of that thing. Cause you have, you have the, the original dirty version with the battle damage. You have the clean version. You have the toy accurate version. And then you have the, uh, the, uh, the reformatted. Yeah. The, the Tron looking version right. of him. You know, so without, those movies getting the brand, the money that it got, we would not be where we are today. Right. And there would be no HasLab. So all of that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I did not help fund Unicron, but those of us in the fandom that did help yeah. fund Unicron, that's amazing because I we would never have gotten that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did not fund it, but I, Daryl funded it and shipped his to me to hold on to. So I have a Unicron sitting here in the box, you know, in, in my room here that, you know, I cannot touch. It's just, I, I just put stuff on the box. So <laughs> if, if I get to go to TFCon Toronto this summer, I'm bringing it with me to, to hand off to Daryl. That's amazing. That's hilarious. What was your very first Transformers toy as a kid? That I don't really remember. It was likely Optimus, but like the, the first distinct memory I have of getting a Transformer was my mom got the um, the Devastator gift set for me. So I distinctly okay. remember sitting at the dining room table, like opening that box up and, and playing with them. But right. I'm sure I had some before then. Um, like my early transformers, I remember having were like Optimus, Hound, Sideswipe, uh, Thundercracker, uh, Brawn. I never had too many Decepticons for, for some reason until the Devastator. But um, yeah, I mean, I had a handful of those from the early, but I think a lot of them were from like yard sales where my mom would just um, find them at yard sales and get them for me. Yeah, that's that was the thing back then. You had, you know, I mean, yes, the the Transformers stuff was in the stores and in the toy stores and everything else, but people would buy them, and then you know, six months down the line, they'd have a yard sale and say, "Here you go, here's all these Transformers or all this everything else." I mean, I mean, how, not that they did buy it, but they went to. I don't know how this guy did this, but there was that Transformers episode of Pawn Stars mm-hmm. where he, the dude has like six Omega Supremes or set, you know what I mean? He had this yeah. whole room filled. And I'm like, oh my God. It's just hilarious. Growing up, did you and your friends ever pretend to play Transformers at, say, school recess? So basically, it's LARPing. Like, you're going to say, I'm going to be Hot Rod, and I'm going to save the day, and I didn't kill Optimus Prime. Megatron did. <laughs> I don't really remember us doing that. If we were doing anything like that, it was probably He-Man, because it's easier to pretend to be, you know, a human character than a robot. Right, right. All right. The end-all, be-all question. Who is your 
favorite Transformers character from any incarnation? You can pick one Decepticon, one Autobot, one Maximal, one Predacon. Oh, Decepticon, probably go with Soundwave. Okay. He's always been badass in every incarnation, yep. pretty much. Autobot, I don't know. I mean, in terms of one that actually got screen time, probably Sideswipe, I'm guessing. Okay. I don't know, it, it's hard, but... All right, bro, let's go! I, I have a soft spot for Scrounge, even though he's got, like, a few pages of content to his name. Yeah. But there's just something about Scrounge that, like, you know, it, it really hits me in the right spot. Uh, maximal, probably Optimus Primal. I, I've always enjoyed that character. Okay, which body? He has so many yeah, of them. <laughs> whenever I picture him in my head, it's always the first body. Okay. So, Let's do it. Cool. And I never had any of the toys for the other ones, just the, the first one. Very cool. And for Predacon... I know it's popular to go with Beast Wars Megatron, and he's great, mm-hmm. but probably Waspinator. I think, and I could be wrong, you are the only person so far that has picked Waspinator. Well, <laughs> you know, the universe hates Waspinator, so it makes sense. The universe shouldn't hate Waspinator. Waspinator didn't do anything to the universe. Waspinator is just trying to survive. Right. He's the ultimate winner of Beast Wars. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Until the humans turned on him. Well, of course, he said something stupid, and then yeah. they turned on him. But, yeah. What are some other Transformers characters that you like? I'm trying to think of the... I mean, I like Windblade. It's one of the newer characters that I like. Um, mm-hmm. I, I The... Uh, her characterization until all are one. I mean, that was just such a good book, and I, I just really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, well, I gotta look behind me and <laughs> see who I have a lot of. Prowl is always a good one, that, uh, especially in the um, the James Barber R.I.D. comic. Yep. Black Arachnia was always fun. Yeah, I love Black Arachnia. Uh, She's great. Yeah. Dinobot, the, of course. Of course. I think the only time they freaked me out with Black Arachnia was in Beast Machines when she got reformatted and, like, the t- 20 eyes popped up. Oh, that was yeah. the only thing that creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Are there any Transformers characters you hate? Ones you just can't stand, ones you don't want to be around, ones you don't ever want anything to do with? I mean, in terms of characters, not really. I, I don't really... I don't know. I just don't really have that kind of visceral attachment, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of toys, the, the R.I.D. 2001 Ultra Magnus is my least favorite toy, just because it it comes apart into so many pieces. Right. And I just, I keep them in a, a gallon Ziploc bag because I just don't have time to deal with it. 
Right. Um, but just in terms of characters that I hate, I don't really, I can't really think of any that, you know, like when they come on screen, I'm just like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I understand people have that mentality, but I'm really surprised that the last couple of guests haven't even mentioned. I don't get oh, the like wheelie really? hate. I don't understand it. It's it's not a character written for me as the well, I guess it was written for me as the target audience in nineteen eighty six. But yeah. I I feel like Wheelie has been redeemed in the comics over like in the, the first generation of IDW stuff. And it just he doesn't bother me. It he doesn't show up all that much either, so Yeah, I mean, and the thing of it is, is I remember, and I've said this on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. We did an episode about Wheelie, the whatever boy of Quintesson. This Mm -hmm. was one of those Marvel storybook things. Yeah. And the wild boy of Quintesson, that's what it's called. And I remember reading that first before I saw the movie. So that's why I always have the opinion of Springer is a home wrecking mofo. I don't dislike <laughs> Springer, but he wants to come in there and get between Hot Rod and RC, who are essentially the Han, the Han Solo and, and Leia of of Transformers. I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. Over your lifetime, as you got older, did your interest in the Transformers franchise grow stronger or get weaker? I mean, uh, in general like in the macro level, it's gotten stronger, but there were times where it was like, I never hated transformers, but just my interests were elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember like in high school where we had TVs in the classrooms and before homeroom, people would tra- change it to a local channel that was showing transformers. I, I think a, a local channel was showing like the G2 episodes. So we would watch it there in high school, but then in college, I, for a while there, I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't really that connected. I, I think I felt followed some of the early online stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't. Well, I mean, a, you're, yeah. You're in college. You're an, an adult. Maybe put some air quotes, an adult. Yeah. You know, you're trying to be, you know, you're, you've grown up. You haven't grown out of it. You still enjoy it. Like you said, you don't dislike it, but it's not at the forefront of your mind because you're in college, you have classes, you have extracurriculars, there's hot cheerleader chicks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Not really in my circles, but yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but I'm saying in general, right. when you look like – right. Any college anywhere in this country, there's always a cheerleading school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's always those. I don't know. There, there are the cliques and the stuff that you deal with. But yep, it, it wasn't That's until I, I caught an episode of Beast Machines, the one about the key to Vector Sigma. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching this. I just kind of flipped through. And I'm like, I heard key to Vector Sigma. I'm like, I know what that is. And so I start watching it. I'm like, this is Transformers. And then from there, I look up and download all the old real media versions of uh, Beast Wars and catch up on all of that. And then that kind of got me in. And 
you know, I, I started this site called Icon Hub mm-hmm. primarily so I could get the, the episodes, but it, it was like an early file sharing site before Napster. Right, right. And it had a chat and kind of, I still stay in touch with a bunch of the people that um, frequented that. And like from there, it's just been kind of all in. So ever since Very like cool. 99, 2000. Yeah, I mean, Beast Machines was and still is to this day, in my personal opinion, it's the best written mm-hmm. overall beginning, middle, end saga. Like, you don't have, like, yes, the ending of it kind of left it like it could do something more, but it's still a complete story. You didn't have, like, like <laughs> Rebirth was a complete story, the three-parter, but... It, again, it, it still left things a little bit open, whereas Beast Machines, it had a sense of, oh my god, what's going to happen to these characters? Or, oh my, like, I want to follow all of these characters. Mm-hmm. And it was just so good. Yeah, it's the most maligned of, of all the series, I think, and it's unfair. It, it is I don't understand show. it, but it's so good. I mean, I can understand people not liking the more giant explosion effects for the for the CGI, but that was what was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go back and do something better with that. Like, you can't. Well, I mean, as, as you know, you you when you talk to Daryl, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people just can't get past the early CGI that you know it just it was the best yeah. they could do at the time. And, you yeah, know, and I mean, people are just close-minded. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. I mean, I'm close-minded about a lot of things, but Beast Machines is definitely not one of them. Because if I'm ranking Transformers series, it's most likely going to end up being my number one choice for overall storytelling and character depth. Because, damn, like... Look what they did with Silverboat in that series. Like, yeah. holy crap. That guy went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. <sighs> this next question. Oh, boy. This is mainly because of all those old message boards. With the internet giving birth to the fans all having a voice about what they like or don't like about Transformers, do you find that your voice gets lost in the shuffle, or do you just shout louder? I mean, I, I just... I start up my own place to talk about transformers and <laughs> just whether people listen or not, that's not my problem. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, in like 99 or no, it was 2001. I started icon hub mm-hmm. and that had a chat room and a bunch of us talk transformers and stuff. And then, you know, 2013, I started transmissions and, you know, got, Daryl and Charles and Yoshi and Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, if people don't listen, I still like that I have, you know, some people to talk with every week about Transformers. And Yeah. You know, it, it's been fun. It's... <sighs> It's kind of like Neil Ross said in his book. The joy for him is in the performance, not the playback. Right. And I love that quote. I love that line because every time I sit down and I press that button to hit record, I know I'm going to have fun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you're podcasting, that's all that matters. Yes, I will probably spend two, three, four hours editing this episode or any episode of a podcast that I do to make sure that it's the best sounding that it can be. And that's fine. That's my time. I don't mind that technically podcasting is quote unquote my job because I don't have a real job because of my disabilities. But it's just so fun to like, like with (laughs) Daryl. Daryl's great. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that was going to go because of the whole number one Beast Wars fan thing, but it was so fun. It was so same thing with Charles, same thing with Doctor Pants. You know, you're here now. Anybody that I've talked to, it's like every single time I've sat down and I press that button, and I have my little intro and I'll have my little outro that I'll do later, and it's just fun. Why can't we all get along? Kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's. It's a hobby. It's about toys or comics or cartoons. Nothing too yep. serious. And I don't know. I just feel like message boards have become really toxic. And it's just, in, in general, I try to avoid them. I slip up every once in a while. But I just I don't have time to deal with negativity and hate in my life, especially with uh, some stuff going on in my personal life. I just don't have time to deal with it. So I'm yeah. just not going to put myself where I have to deal with it. And like with transmissions, everyone we have on the show is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the people in our discord are awesome. You know, the people I interact with on Twitter, you know, I, I kind of, I, I've limited what I see on Twitter and it's not as horrible as it can be. So, you know, right. people I interact with, with on Twitter are also great. And it's just, you know, I, I'm purposefully putting myself in non-toxic situations so I can actually enjoy my hobby. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I, I said this before, before we hit record and I'll say it again, because I will say it at any time. Just because I believe Rodimus Prime is a better leader than Optimus Prime doesn't mean we can't be friends. Like, everybody has opinions, but those opinions should not be 
a knife in the back to anybody. Like, oh right. my God, you offended me because you feel like Rodimus Prime is 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 superior to Optimus. And right. I don't know. It's it's just one of those things where I just want like minded people to have a discussion with, and that's why I do these origins things, and that's why we have fun. And sometimes the I, I think with the forum thing, it what people actually mean to say gets lost in the text of what they've written. Yeah, I mean context that's the, gets lost. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you know, we've had people, we've talked with people that love the Bay movies and like our, our, the way we go into reviewing stuff is not to just constantly rag on it. We try to find positives and negatives to everything. So even like, you know, if we're looking at um, age of extinction, which I think is the, the worst out of all of them, just because of all the production issues that went through, right. You know, there are still some good things to point out about that movie, even though on the whole, I think it's a horrible movie. If I were reviewing it and talking about it with someone, I wouldn't just slam them because they thought it was the best movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have to be fair and everyone is allowed to like what they want to like. Absolutely. What is your transformers personal anthem song? Examples, but you don't have to choose these. Obviously, Stan Bush, The Touch, Dare, anything from Vince Acola. I wish, and I'll, I'll say this every time I ask this question to people, I wish somebody would put out Beast Wars and Beast Machines musical scores because those need to be out there somewhere. But what would your personal Transformers anthem song be? Uh, that's It's tough because there's a lot of music out there that like not a lot of people have heard. Um, our friend uh, Jim Simonic does, he's put out like a cover album of the 86 movie soundtrack, but then another one that kind of takes story beats from comics. And um, he had bands do songs and there was one there called scrounges lament. I wouldn't say it's really my anthem, but that's like one of my favorites just because it has scrounge and, I don't know. When I, I listen to it, I kind of get some of the same vibes of The Night Begins to Shine from Teen Titans Go, just a little bit. Um, but in terms of Anthem, it would probably be The Touch. I would, you know, whether it's Stan Bush or, um, or another band, just anyone but Mark Wahlberg doing The Touch. You got the touch. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to be boogieing the nights around here. <laughs> oh, God. How often do you go back and rewatch any of the Transformers cartoons? Not as much as I need to, because uh, I'm working through G1 with my son, and it's, it's actually been like a year or so since we've picked it up again. Oh. So I'm not letting him watch the animated movie until he gets to that you know, the end of season two. So we're still working through that. Um, right. Right. I do watch the anime, a movie at least once a year. Um, yeah. Beast Wars is something else I need to go back and watch 
again. I haven't seen that in a few years. But in general, I don't really go back and watch a lot of it over and over. I mean, I yeah. used to do that a lot with Beast Wars. I just, it's been a while. Yeah, I think with Generation 1, for me now, and I've said this on, on other episodes here on All Things Transformers and other podcasts that I do here at the GeekCast Radio Network, with me with G1 now, it's like, oh, I want to go back and watch a favorite episode like Triple Takeover or the Key to Vector Sigma 2-parter or, you know, the burden hardest to bear, Rebirth, More Than Meets the Eye. Um, what's the what's the one fire on the mountain in season yeah. one? You know, like I don't go and rewatch all ninety eight episodes as a marathon because when outside of the multi part episodes when they when they were doing those shows they were essentially daily or weekly individual stories. So you have to watch like the way I view it now is I have to watch them as individual stories they aren't a holy like episode one more than meets the eye part one all the way to rebirth part three in the middle there you have so many different things going on that they're all different individual stories whereas beast machines is one whole long narrative from episode one to how many episodes 26 did beast no wait no 52 i can't remember. remember I can't remember how many episodes Beast Machines has, but yeah, I, it's, you know, when we need to go back and rewatch them or when we want to have, you know, oh, I missed this or I want to watch this to kind of relax. Not necessarily a turn your brain off kind of thing, but like I want to go back and re-experience this episode, like um, not Starscream's Ghost. Um, what's the episode when they go back to Camelot? Uh, Decepticon Raider and King, Decepticon Raider and King Arthur's Court. Yeah, you know, like these episodes are now in 2022. You can single them out and just enjoy the stories. Yeah, I, I just I feel like we have so many more stories to choose from now. Like when oh wait, absolutely when I would watch like Beast Wars over and over in the like mid 2000s there were no like IDW comics and now I might rather go back and reread more than meets the eye or till all are one or something like that or wreckers. Yeah. So there, there's just so many more stories to choose from with these characters and the G1 episodes just might not be my favorite stories to to tell anymore. Yeah. But they're still there. Like I said, they're still there to go back to if you, if you wanted, like, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. The IDW comics are amazing. Right. I have not read phase one. I started with the death of Optimus prime and then I went into more than meets the eye and robots in disguise. So I basically started with IDW 2.0 all the way up until they, they brought Unicron in. And I am so glad, and I will say this in every episode of Origins that we do, I'm so glad they waited so long to bring Unicron in because we yeah. got so many awesome, different stories. Like, <laughs> oh, Rodimus. Yeah. <laughs> IDW Rodimus. Oh, my God. I love that guy. Yeah, just the character work that they did with Megatron was... Absolutely. Was yep. But Megatron the Autobot, love that. Yeah, but going uh, back to, like, where you were watching G1... 
I think as I go through it with my kid, watching it w- through his eyes, just like with bot bots and, and stuff, that's really where I'm getting my enjoyment these days. Yeah, absolutely. And then I mean, because and then when we get ahead. to the when we get to the movie, watching his soul be crushed, that's just that's gonna be great. <laughs> you just have to teach him the correct thing. And the correct thing is Hot Rod did not kill Optimus Prime, Megatron did. <laughs> but yeah, but Hot Rod was involved. <laughs> he was involved, but he didn't pull the trigger. No. <laughs> so we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but we all love Transformers comics. Which incarnation do you love and why? It would have to be the the uh IDW B1. Okay. Um just because I mean at this point now it's a complete story from phase one through, you know, Unicron. Yep. And it just, it added so much depth to the Transformers lore. And I, I'm just, I, I love the lore of stuff, like whether it's Transformers or Star Wars or whatever. I just, I love all the little, the little bits and pieces. And then just like where John Barber would pick up this like random piece of, continuity that was messed up from an early thing and then like retroactively fix it was just like it was a work of art in itself yeah it really really was it was an adventure it was you know you had the way I always describe it to people is like I said you start with the death of Optimus Prime one shot and then you can like Robert Frost said Two roads, you know, two paths in a w- in, in the woods, you know, take whichever one you want, whether you want to go to Robots in Disguise, or which is on Cybertron, or Mother Meets the Eye, which is out in space, or you can read them both. You know, you get two very different stories with two very different distinctive sets of characters and the writers along with the artists. Oh, man. And, and for those first few years, everything was just so kind of in sync. And- yep. It was it was really tight, and I don't know. I just I, I love the different characterizations and just the addition, like the like the addition of the the whole romance aspect uh-huh. that had never really been touched on, other than like you know Optimus and Alita one, and you know, yeah. But they actually gave these characters kind of realistic relationships and. You know, there there are those haters out there that don't want like relationships in their transformers, but I just thought it made the character so much more real. And it, I just, yeah, I, I it made him it. more relatable. Right. I mean, just because I'm heterosexual doesn't mean that I can't enjoy characteristics of Rewind and Chrome Dome being right. in a relationship. Because honestly, the re the whole Rewind Chrome Dome I don't want to say love affair, but let's say romance. That whole thing was the first time in, um, I'm just going to say 40 years because 2024 is the 40th anniversary of the brand. Like rewind didn't really get much up until then. Like, yeah, he was in the G1 cartoon a couple of times he was used and eat poor eject. Same thing. He didn't get much. I think 
uh, Steeljaw and Ramhorn got more more time in the cartoon, but throughout the comics, these characters, especially in the IDW run, the writer James Roberts added so much more, and it was so enjoyable. And it didn't matter that it was the relation. Like, I don't care. Yay, right. you found someone. Great. That's awesome for you. And now I'm reading your love story with the person that you care about. It was just so, like, if people pick up IDW 2.0 and they don't have some sort of emotion with what happened throughout the story to Rewind and, and Chrome Dome, then they're cold as ice. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and say what you will about the 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 new, like the 2019 series. The, the Ruckley lot, series. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those, that, that aspect has been carried over. So, you know, that, yeah. that has been good. And, you know, for, for my part, I thought it's been done well, but you know, that, that whole series has other issues, but I thought the characterizations have been pretty spot on. Yeah, absolutely. How big or small is your transformers toy collection? Ah, uh, it is medium. I've never counted all my figures, but it's. I have a couple bins of toys that just are in my basement, and then I don't know how many I have on display, but a handful of shelves here I have on display. So I, I would so, I would characterize it as me- medium. It's not nearly as big as like Daryl's. <laughs> so it takes up maybe one room in the house, but it doesn't yeah, take I mean, up the whole house. Yeah, well, it, I've been told that it's not going to expand out of my <laughs> office area in our basement. So that's why I have a couple of bins put away. Right. But yeah, if you ever see our trips to the store segment on YouTube, basically my backdrop is all my shelves. So. Very cool, very cool. I'll have to I'll have to catch those. I I usually only listen to the audio stuff, but I'm gonna have to start catching those trips to the store. I'll have to go back and watch some of those. How do you feel about non-transforming transformers like Funko Pops? They're there for people that that collect them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, if you remember the um, the Heroes of Cybertron line from like yes. 2003, 2004. Yep, I have a ton of those. And I, I loved collecting those because they were affordable and I was broke. So, yep. So it was, you know, and they're great. They're great characterizations, like great representations of the characters. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not a big Funko Pop guy in general myself. And and that's fine. Yeah. I just use that as an example. Of yeah. I mean, I know you're, you're really into them. And, um, you know, that that's fine. But, yeah. It's, it's just not something for, I have maybe two or three. Um, my son likes them. So he has more than me, but you know, I think it makes sense sometimes to get a non-transforming version. Like um, if a character is, is obviously never going to get a transforming figure or, excuse mm-hmm. me, or it'll be a while and you want to have that character represented like, you know, like a Tarn, if you Absolutely. want an official Tarn, the only way you can get it now, I think, is through, um, like, the, I think Flame Toys has one. 
but it's not going to be transforming. So, yeah, you know, one day Hasbro will give us a, a Tarn. Yep. Um, I, but the statues and stuff are really what I don't understand. You know, the statues that are like really expensive. Yeah. That, that's for a special class of, of collector. And that is not me. Yeah. The only statue that I've really ever wanted is that old Unicron one. It's the one, it's this big thing where Unicron is standing in the middle and you have all like Cup and Hot Rod and RC and it's this, I'll have to send you a picture of it, but uh, it's this big statue that, that is, you know, the, the battle of Unicron kind of thing. And I, you know, for me, it's like, yes, when I was four or five, six, seven, eight years old, I love transforming the Transformers. I love doing the whole truck to robot, robot to truck or monkey to robot or robot to monkey or whatever. But I'm 42 years old. I just want the characters. I just right. want a representation of the characters that Jada, the Jada toys, um, 18, you know, die cast set. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. The thing is great. Um, I think if you look at most people collections, mine included, Mm-hmm. We we transform them maybe once or twice, get them in the, the mode we want them to be displayed in, and then they go on the shelf and we don't touch them for yep. years. So it doesn't really matter in the long run. It, it yeah. You know, they're they're essentially statues. Essentially, yeah. What is the one Transformers toy you could never part with ever? So the house is on fire, but all the humans and pets and everything is safe. But what's the one that you'd run back in to save? Well, I mean, right now, Daryl would make me say his Unicron. <laughs> but, <laughs> but out of my collection, uh, it would probably be my um, my MPO one Optimus Prime with the box I, I got Peter Cullen to sign. Oh, wow. Very cool. That was, I got him to sign it at BotCon 2004. So oh, that's that awesome. Good. Very, very cool. What was the most money you spent on a Transformers toy or a Transformers toy item? A toy item is like a piece of art or, you know, something like that. I would guess it would be some of those. Um, like I did BotCon 2011 and 2012. And, you know, you would get those Primus packs to have, you know, the big box set of toys. Yep. And those were pretty expensive. So probably one of those. Yeah. That BotCon 2011 set is awesome. Yeah. And and I would buy, I would buy one and my wife, I would have sign her up as well. And then mm-hmm. flip that one to pay for the entire weekend. Yep. That's what everybody used to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a, my parents got rid of my toys story. So basically this is for me, when I was six years old, my dad sold all my He-Man toys kind of thing. Uh, well, mine is also He-Man. Related. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, I think my mom knew better than to get rid of my transformers. But uh, after I graduated high school, my parents got divorced and mm-hmm. my mom had a yard sale before she moved. Uh, and she had my castle gray skull and sold it, you know, real cheap as it would go in a yard sale. And when Damn. I found out what she had done, I pulled up eBay like year, years later when eBay was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could have had, I could have sold this for, you know, however much it was going for. 
And I don't know. It that yeah. that was the worst, I think. Wow. Dang. Alright, if you could voice any Transformers character, who would it be and why? It would be Scrounge, because Scrounge has had no characterization in any media, so I wouldn't have to try to imitate anyone else. Very cool, very cool. Who is your favorite Transformers actor? I say actor because they're all actors, but you know, voice actors, kind you know, kind of thing. Who's your favorite? Oh, it's tough. There, there's they're all really great. I would probably go with uh, Greg Berger just because he has been so awesome just as a person. Yeah. Um, we were on a panel at a TFCon years ago that I think some wires got crossed. And like at one point it was going to have voice actors on it and then it wasn't. And when we started, we were under the impression that it wasn't. And then they showed up. So everyone was trying to ask the voice actors questions and he kept like redirecting a lot of the questions to all of us podcasters that were also on the panel and just (laughs) trying, trying to make sure we were included. And I just thought that was like such an awesome gesture and he didn't have to do it. I mean, cause we all know that, you know, between podcasters and voice actors, people want to hear from the voice actors. Yep. So. I mean, people want to hear from the podcasters too, but right. it, you know, if you're if you're on a panel with the voice actors, the whole point is to get their stories. That's why we, right. you know, you guys not a voice actor, but he's part of like when you guys interviewed uh, Tyler um, Blazinski, right. or when you interview this person or that person. It's not like even this. This is me asking you questions, even though I've said a lot in this episode so far, but this is me getting your story. And right. that's the point of, of doing this. What is, so this can, this can't be anything that has been announced or that may be coming, but what is your dream masterpiece figure that they've never made? I mean, the, the easy answer is jazz. Every, yeah, everybody says <laughs> Every, jazz. Everyone says jazz. So, yep. you know, I'll just kind of let that be a given. Any luck, jazz? Negative. North side of Cybertron's blacker than the inside of a drive shaft. Poor jazz. Yeah. There hasn't been a blaster, has there? I mean, I know there's been a sound wave, but. Yeah, I want to say there was, but I don't remember. I don't know. I, I don't think there has been. So I'm going to go with blaster. Say no more. Request lines I, don't know, I yeah. could be wrong. Daryl's the toy guy, so I get a lot of the toy <laughs> things wrong. <laughs> Where do you stand on the Rumble is Blue, Frenzy is Red, or Rumble is Red, Frenzy is Blue debate? Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> it, it's like, I just, I pick one to antagonize people that don't, you know, they, they fall on one, one side or the other. For me, um, like I remember when you were talking with Charles, you know, he was like, basically they, they haven't really had a lot of characterization and that's true. So yeah. I just, whenever I have to refer to him, I'm just not trying to antagonize people. I just call him Frumble. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can pick who you want that character to be. Yeah. Uh, sometimes in the comics they make it, you know, they, they make it distinct. Like you'll have rumble with the pile drivers and frenzy with some sort of sound type of, of weapon, but the colors just, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, I want the characters and 
with Transformers, we've had characters with so many different bodies. Who's to say they don't, you know, make themselves look like the other just to piss off people? <laughs> yeah, I always go with cartoon logic. Rumble is purple, right. Frenzy is black. I mean, it's yeah, just, for all the, the comic fans, the cartoon was so much more popular. So that should be precedent. Yep. If you could create any Transformers fiction, toy, cartoon, comic, etc., what would it be and what story would you want to tell with it? I have been dying for some sort of animated movie. And like an animated Wreckers movie, I think would be great. Yep. But I was also thinking this afternoon, if it's, if, if it's not a movie, something like on Netflix or Paramount Plus or whatever streaming service they're using, um, do a Wreckers anthology series where it's just each each episode is a different Wreckers story. It's all like loosely tied together in like a, an overall arc, but everyone's kind of a standalone story. I think. The yeah. Wreckers, so basically. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. The, the Wreckers, there's so much there that can be mined for good content that would work in either a traditionally animated show or 3d animated, either one. Yeah. Basically what you want is something like what they, what Marvel did with what if it started out as individual stories, but I think by episode six or seven, it went into this, you know, long narrative to get to the end of the season. Kind of either that or, or some kind of mix between that and the A team. Mm-hmm. where like maybe the wreckers are presented as a group that people know if they can get a hold of them and hire them for a job, they will do the like dirty jobs to, you know, solve whatever problem. I remember it's Steven something that originally did the future TFG and Mike here. I just wanted to correct myself. The actor's name was John Ashley and he passed away in 1997. In 1972, a group of, you know, did the opening narration. But the one that I remember the most, and I absolutely love it, and I don't care what anyone says, it's fucking Corey Burton at the end of the 2010-8. I love what he did with his voice for that voiceover, for that narration describing... I love it when a plan comes together. Still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A team. I don't. I, didn't, I don't think I realized that was Corey Burton. Oh yeah, I knew immediately. I had to confirm it. I, you know, I went to Wikipedia, I went to IMDb, but as soon as I kind of heard it, cause I knew the original guy, I don't think he's still with us. The one that did it in the old days in the eighties. So, but when I heard that, I was like, Holy crap, that's Corey Burton. And that's amazing. He, he shows up everywhere. You just, you know, he's very prolific these days. Yeah, it is so great. I love that guy. I would love to interview him. That would be so awesome. This is a new question that I've added because I'm actually trying to round out all things Transformers to 30 questions. Originally, we had 26 questions. So this is a new one. So you were the second guest 
to be asked this question. If you could live on any Transformers world that you wanted, where and uh, where would you live? And honest, uh, you know, obviously, you can breathe, you can this, whatever. Basically, pick one of the IDW colonies. Where would you want to live? I don't know. IDW ones, it seems very violent, regardless of where you are. <laughs> um, True. I don't know. Uh, yes, Velocitron seems cool. Yeah, it does. I think Velocitron and Eucarus are the two yeah. really cool planets in the in the Transformers colonies in IDW. Alright, last question. What is the one piece of advice that you'd give the Transformers fandom and Transformers collectors in general? Stop taking everything so seriously. Just enjoy it and let other people enjoy what they want to enjoy as well. Yep. Absolutely. I completely agree. That's the same. That's, that's going to be the answer everyone gives because right. honestly, that's the best advice. Yeah, like it, I've been saying recently, why can't we all get along? Yeah. It's just, it. life is too short to just argue over stupid stuff. Just, Enjoy what you want to enjoy. Let other people enjoy what they want to enjoy. If the streams cross, then, you know, great. If not, you know, y'all are all still fans of transforming robots, and that's never a bad thing. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff, and we will be back after this. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fleeing the wars that devastated their home planet of Cybertron, most of the Autobots made Earth their temporary home. Under the leadership of the powerful robot Optimus Prime, the heroic Autobots battled fearlessly against the assaults of the evil Decepticons, protecting their new human friends. Now it is the year 2006, and the Autobots have reclaimed the planet of their origin, Cybertron, to establish a new golden age. In migrating from Earth, they have been reunited with companions from other regions of the galaxy, including Skylinks, the gigantic space shuttle, Blur. There, I've turned up the goose. The fastest car on wheels. Cup, the flinty old warrior. Wheelie, who always offers advice in rhymes. Springer, the mighty helicopter. Arcee, a forceful female Autobot. And Rekgar, the leader of a tribe of Autobots that dwells on the planet Junkion. The Autobots have a new leader, Rodimus Prime, who inherited from Optimus Prime the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. As a receptacle of the wisdom of Autobot leaders for the past millions of years, the Matrix helps Rodimus guide the Autobots in their darkest hours as they fight to end the tyranny of the evil Decepticons. Because the world needs 
Geekcast, another movie podcast. The Geekcast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series where we review noted director's movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or GeekCastRadio.com. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Marku 42 Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 60 and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. Toycast is back. We are talking toys once more here on the Geekcast Radio Network's Toy and Action Figure podcast. From breaking into the display case to our toy topic talk and the brand new Origins in Toy Collections where we get guests to tell us their toy story of how they got into toy collecting. Toycast is the only toy podcast you will ever need. Find us on geekcastradio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. Now go forth, transform and transcend your toy collecting today while listening to ToyCast. Hurry, Skeletor, hurry! I am hurrying, I'm hurrying! The Powers of Grayskull series has covered every episode of all of the Masters of the Universe cartoons except for two. Join Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become Masters in Space, evolve into the Masters of Grayskull, and finally reveal the revelation of Masters of the Universe. We'll also be finding out the origins of how guests got into or out of watching the Masters of the Universe cartoons, and so much more. You can find the podcast at geekcastradio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. By the power and for the honor of Grayskull, we all have the power. Amen! Always Amen! Hello all sentient beings! Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Oh, 
the Decepticons are a malevolent race of robot warriors. Brutal and merciless, the Decepticons are driven by a single, undeviating goal. Total domination of the universe. In the war that raged between the Decepticons and Autobots for millions of years, their home planet of Cybertron was drained of its once rich sources of energy. In hopes of finding new reserves for making Energon their basic fuel, the Decepticons followed the Autobots to Earth. Huh? What is it? Laser beak. Prepare for flight. Operation Destruction. It's fire under the leadership of the ruthless Megatron, they continued their efforts to destroy the remaining Autobot forces. They attacked throughout the Earth and in space using their underwater Decepticon headquarters as their staging base and bunker. But by the year 2000, the Decepticons had proven to be the losers of the last great war. In an attempt to bolster the Decepticon's strength, the evil planet-gobbling world Unicron reformed Megatron into a new robot named Galvatron to lead the Decepticons in a new era. Now, in 2006, the Decepticons have retreated to a burned-out hulk of a planet called Char, a world of ash and ruin. Galvatron and his Decepticon lieutenants, the sleek and awesome Cyclonus, and the mighty Scourge, the master of the dreaded sweeps, strike fear throughout the universe. Their ultimate goal, to reconquer Cybertron and destroy the Autobots. All right, folks, we are back. And Mr. Dennis, what made you want to start Transmissions? Basically... I wanted some people to talk about transformers with, I mean, that, that's the, the base reason because my wife is not interested at all. And I just, I had no one to talk to and we, we've discussed forums already. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. I, I am a heavy podcast listener. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts since before they were even RSS feeds. And <laughs> I just, you know, listening to shows like the Underbase back in the day, yep. I'm like, the, I can do this. This is, you know, I know I have the technical chops to do this, but I can't do it by myself. So uh, Charles had guested on some Underbase episodes, and I contacted Amy, and she hooked us up. Mm-hmm. And then I put out a call on Reddit, and Daryl and Yoshi answered, and we just when we got on a call together, we clicked and you know, the rest is history. And you know, nine years later, we're still going strong. Absolutely. I mean, there's always going to be transformer stuff to talk about. Right. And that's something my wife doesn't get. She's like, how do you find time to do two shows a week talking about transformers? I'm like, there is always news. It is. There's something always to talk about. Like, here in all things Transformers, I've said recently that we cannot, like, you guys put out the episode about the, oh, it was recently, about the book banning and all that mm-hmm. and everything else, and about other toys and whatever else. But if I just go to TFW 2005, we just released, we recorded and I released it to, uh, as we're recording this, a news episode that included up until I think the whatever the hell that was it was um 
what the hell was it? It was yeah, the last story we did on the news thing was the uh, Amazon exclusive Transformers Legacy Wreck and Rule collection, the right. original, like the comic unit, the Impactor and the whatever. But now there's like you know new details, upcoming Lego. There's this, there's that. Like we, can, I, I refuse. It is so stressful for me to like. Yeah, I mean, we we've played with trying to put out like breaking news type things. Mm-hmm. You know, midweek because we record on Sundays. So right, you know, the show that is going out uh, tonight as we record this is not going to have any of those record toys. It's not going to have the Lego stuff. Yeah, because all of that has come out. You know, like Since a, day, a day or two. Yeah. yeah, the first record toy came out on Monday the day after we recorded. So, yep. you know, we just, we aren't trying to be first. We're just trying to find some interesting things to talk about or to say about the, the figures the next time we record. Absolutely. And again, the fun is in the performance, not the playback. Right. You know, that's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, All right. I, I can't believe that we're still doing this after nine years. It's just... I mean, Steve Megatron created all things Transformers in 2008, you know, so we've been doing it for, you know, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I only started listening to transmissions in the last couple of years. And I mostly listen to the comic reviews because Mm -hmm. I'm interested in in the comics because with having my own Transformers or not my own, but Steve, you know, you know what I mean? Like we have a Transformers podcast, so we're doing the same thing you guys are doing, even though I enjoy hearing your opinion and Daryl's opinion and Charles opinion, but it's like, Oh, comics, let's, let's do that. Cause that's fun. Yeah. I, I used to listen to like almost every Transformers podcast and I've dropped off most of them because like, you know, WTF and TFW, Radio Free Cybertron, like we're all talking about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people come to whatever show because of the personalities. And yeah. I don't really want to be, have my, like my performance <laughs> influenced by what other people are doing. So we just, we try to carve our own little, little section out. And I think, comic reviews are one of the we're we're now one of the few that are doing the regular comic reviews because yeah others have dropped off and yeah i we did uh, over on the pull bag and it was crossed over here with all things transformers we covered the entirety from like i said death of optimus prime up to unicron and then we started covering the ruckley run and then after volume 3 of the trade which i think is up to issue 24, I just kind of like, it's okay. I don't dislike it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, whatever. And then they announced the beast wars thing. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Beast wars. Yay. That's cool. That's been a great surprise. Yeah. That's one of the best things that they've been putting out. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Where can the people find you online, sir? Um, probably, Best place would be Twitter. I'm yakko.org with a zero, Y-A-K-K zero, D-O-T-O-R-G. And you can also okay. go to Y-A-K-K zero. Well, hold on. Go to yakoyaks.com as well if you want. That's a, a podcast I don't really keep up with very often anymore. 
but mm-hmm. I, I put out um, every every so often when I have something I really need to say and get out, I'll I'll resurrect it and put something out. Very cool, very cool. All right, folks, thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at geekcastradio network at all things TFV3 for the show. I am at TFG and Mike. We're also on Facebook. So for now, I'm TFG and Mike with Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. We hope you'll transform and transcend with us next time here on All Things Transformers. <laughs> yeah. I wish to speak to my lawyer.